<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island podcast. I'm Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. Uh, and today, guys, we have a great episode lined up. All news, um, starting off with probably the biggest news here, arguably, depending on how you look at things. Biggest fight news of today. UFC 287 uh, has the main two fights have been booked, put together, right? Main event is going to be Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pahaya 2. Pahaya is the champ. Keelan called it a massive fight. But, you know, the more intriguing fight is obviously that one. Perhaps the more shocking fight that got booked is the co-main event, which is Jorge Masvidal returning to fight Gilbert Burns. So, Hunter, what do you think about the card? How it's shaping out so far? The card looks like it's going to be the best card of the year right now. I'm going to say <laughs> it right now. You know, for the main event, we've got the rematch of the lifetime. You know, I think it's what the fifth fight now or the uh, the, the fourth fight. Um, that's going to be an awesome fight. We already know it's going to be awesome because we saw the first one. I don't see how the second one can change in any other way other than Izzy grappling maybe more than he did before, which honestly could be fine. And yeah. I was totally fine with the Izzy grappling exchanges too. They were kind of fun. So the main event's going to be fireworks. Co-main event, always fireworks. Come on. Honestly, I can give my prediction right now. Gilbert Burns is going to wipe the fucking floor oh, with Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. There's yeah. not much that Jorge can do in the wrestling department and in the grappling department and in the striking department. Jorge, I would say, has the edge. But Gilbert's still there all day in the striking department. You know, he just can't be there for too long because what you're seeing is chin is getting worse and worse throughout every fight, I would say. Not the last fight, but the fights all before that. You know, jabs are putting him down on the ground now. Jorge Masvidal is a knockout artist. You know, you don't want to let him touch you in any way. So if Gilbert Burns uh, sticks to the grappling route, he can easily win this fight. Uh, and even the other fights on this card too. Um, you know, we have, uh, 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 sorry, um, Kevin Holland is fighting this fight uh, mm-hmm. against Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's going to be a really fun fight. Okay. That's fireworks. You know, Ponzinibbio is always bringing it. And you know, Kevin Holland is going in there. He's going to talk trash the entire time. Uh, how Raul Rosas Jr. is going to be fighting the card again, you know. I just saw uh, another clip of him saying he wants to be the double champ, and he's going to be the double champ in, like, what, the next two or three years? It's yeah. going to be nuts if he actually gets up there and starts challenging for belts in the next two or three years, let alone two belts. So I'm excited to see that fight. I'm always excited to see him mm-hmm. fight. He has a really tough opponent, too. Um, this whole fi- card is going to be fireworks, and I just can't wait for it. Hunter, I've actually got to step in and add to a point you made before I make my own, and it's about Raul Rosas Jr. I'm glad you mentioned him. Raul Rosas actually said he wants to be a triple champ, not a double champ. He said he wants to be champion at 35, 45, and 55. Are we seeing a new BJ Penn, maybe? A guy who wants to fight everybody? I don't know. He looks 50% like him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, But on to UFC 287 anyway, and what a card it's shaping up to be. It is shaping up, like Hunter said, and I agree. So far, at least, it's shaping up to be the card of the year to date. I mean, we have Alex Pereira, Israel Adesanya 2, technically 4, depending on what way you score your fight history. Um, We could well see the best version of both of these guys that we've ever seen. We've had them both twice in kickboxing, now in MMA as well. Pereira, you could argue, has found something miraculous to come back in all three of those fights across two different sports. Can he retain his title the same way? We don't know. Israel Adesanya is calling himself Jigsaw. Will he come out like Saw? Who knows? But either way, it's going to be a hell of a fight. It really is. And Hunter, you mentioned the grappling aspect, and that's where I'm most intrigued in this fight. 
To be totally honest, guys, I'm giving Pajera the edge in the striking just because of the left hand. We saw that really in the first fight as well. I think Izzy was almost scared to fully engage because he knew he could just get fucking knocked out at any moment with that left hook, which is ultimately how the fight ended anyway. So really the grappling, I think, is actually what could separate these two in April. Um, with Izzy, he trains with some of the best grapplers in the UFC, especially Alexander Volkanovsky. But don't sleep on Alex Pajera either. He's had time to develop and time to learn and time to get to grips with things. You know, he trains with Glover Teixeira, who's one of the best grapplers in recent history of the light heavyweight division up until he retired, of course. So I actually think the grappling is going to be much more even than a lot of people think. I mean, yes, Adesanya took him down in the first fight and Pajera could not get up. That is very true. But Adesanya couldn't do anything with it either. So really, both of these guys have room to improve. And that's where this fight is going to be so intriguing. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, just a good fight. Just a really, really good fight, actually. Gilbert Burns wants the BMF title. Jorge Masvidal doesn't want to put it up. Either way, put the belt up, don't put the belt up. I agree with Hunter. This doesn't matter. I think Gilbert Burns is going to fucking smoke Jorge Masvidal within two rounds, actually. That's my opinion. Um, this is a five-round, isn't it, because it's a co-main? I don't know no, if that's... it's not a five-rounder. It's a three-rounder. Oh, three rounds. Well, it's not going to see the end of the three rounds anyway, because... Gilbert Burns has got really dangerous hands when he's on the feet. Not the best striker by any measure, but we saw with Hamzat Shemaev the damage he can do when he does stand. And Jorge Masvidal has very good boxing, but he likes standing and not defending terribly great. So Gilbert Burns is going to have a puncher's chance. But if this gets to the ground, boy, oh boy, Jorge Masvidal is cooked. And there's just no other way of saying that. Gilbert, if Gilbert Burns gets Jorge Masvidal in the mat, he's going to do whatever he wants to him. And Jorge Masvidal, I don't see him getting up from there. Gilbert Burns is jiu-jitsu. He's incredibly well-documented. You know, just a ridiculously good black belt. Jorge Masvidal may be a black belt in these hands, but when it comes to the ground, the hands are no good. And I see that fight going that way. As for Raul Rosas and the other fighters in this card, Kevin Holland as well, all shaping up to be great fights. Um... I'm looking forward to seeing them. Obviously, Raul Rosas, one of the bright prospects of the UFC. Kevin Holland's back on a roll. And yeah, 287 shaping up to be a hell of a show. Yeah, I'm excited, guys. This is a great year for fights. I mean, we've been saying it for a while, but like this, the, Dana did his whole special announcement announcement for it. Did it warrant a whole special? Maybe not, but it was. I'm I'm hyped for this. Jorge Masvidal coming back. Do we all know how that fight's going to go? Probably, right? Um, but you can never write him out because, I mean, even look at the Colby Covington fight, right? Colby dominating the whole time, yet he still got dropped. Masvidal in the fourth round, he's exhausted, still dropped Colby Covington. Now, did he completely maul that fight? Was he outclassed? Yes, absolutely. But that's the Jorge Masvidal factor. He has that superstar element. He has that BMF title, you know? Um, and that's why you want to watch a Jorge, Jorge Masvidal fight. And it's cool because he's back, right? After all the troubles, he's finally back. Um, but... That being said, you look at Gilbert Burns, and we talked about this in the last fight. Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny is no slouch, but Gilbert Burns showed that there are levels to MMA. And Neil Magny's been around for a long time. He's a real veteran of the sport, but Gilbert Burns is just on that championship level. He's in that top five, top three level. 
And Masvidal is a phenomenal fighter, right? And he might have even been in that top five level once. But I just don't think – I think that the levels are too different. And I think that Gilbert yeah. Burns is the more well-rounded fighter, and I think that will show whenever they do fight. I don't know if he can finish Masvidal. I think it might go to a decision because of the three-round fight. But I do think he's just going to outclass him in pretty much every way of the fight. I could see Masvidal landing almost at like the last second, almost like a Nate Diaz-Leon Edwards situation. <laughs> but I, I think, by and large, the fight's going to be dominated by Gilbert Burns. Um, but it's going to be a good fight. I'm hyped for it. The the, the promo for it's going to be awesome. Um, and then, obviously, the main event is what we're all here for, is Adesanya Pejeda, too. Uh, so many questions. I won't go into it, but like, because we're gonna we're gonna dissect. We'll do a whole Instagram live for this. We'll we'll, we'll dissect this fight because it's gonna be great. I don't know if I'll say it'll be card of the year because right now for me, I think Jones gone is looking like card of the year with that, and then the co-main. You have Josh Emmett, Yair Rodriguez for the for the interim featherweight title. I don't know. That's kind of looking like card of the year for me. But this is gonna be great. And last thing I want to say is for me, the the best year overall for MMA that I can remember is probably 2021 as far as quality of the fights and the amount of them that are good. But listen to some of the fights that are coming up for this year, right? The very next pay-per-view, which I cannot believe is the next card, is Volkanovski versus Makachev, right? You got John Jones, Cyril Gaunt, Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman 3 coming up. They just booked this one. It's a fight night, but Vera Sanhagen, we have a good fight night main event for the first time in a while. Uh, um, Justin Gaethje, Fizayev is also coming up. Um, Piotr Jan versus Rob Dovalashvili, and obviously Yair versus Josh Emmett. It is a crazy year, plus these two fights that are just booked. Um, this year, literally, like I, I'm excited for every single pay-per-view in a row. Every single pay-per-view is a must-watch through now till the end of March, and then 287 if it's in April through April. So that's like two or three months that you have to watch every pay-per-view because they are loaded. That is exciting. That is almost going to surpass 2021 if the fights live up to the hype, which I think they will. I am excited. It's going to be a great year. And these are just another uh, couple of fights to add to that list. You know, it's exciting. You know, Jack's excitement is now getting me really excited right? over here. <laughs> and just, you know, one more word on that Jorge Masvidal Burns thing. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're even talking about this is because Jorge Masvidal is so hard to finish. You know, yeah. Kamaru Usman did knock him out. Yes. But before that, his last finish was an inverted triangle choke from like 10, 20 years ago. It's nuts. Jorge Masvidal is really durable. It's really hard to finish. He's really hard to finish on the ground. We saw how Colby Covington couldn't finish him after he was exhausted, basically standing on only one leg. You know, yeah. uh, that fight is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see Jorge back in the octagon, even though, you know, he is a menace nowadays. But um, <laughs> I, I still kind of I look forward to seeing him fight. Yeah. And uh, one fight that we didn't talk about that's going to be on this card as well. I believe is Rob Font, Adrian Yanez is going to be on this card. That's so that a fight right there in itself Ooh. could warrant one of the best fights in the bantamweight division. You know, yeah. Rob Font, he is sharp. He is good. Only he only gets like hit by one or two punches each round that really count. You know, he only makes mistakes like once or twice every fight, and that's what costs him the fight. Adrian Yanez, on the other hand, is he's a new up and comer. He just got in the rankings. I believe he's number fifteen or fourteen right now. He is exciting, he is new, and he is knocking people out left and right. This is a must-see matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Jack and Hunter's excitement is now getting me excited also. Yeah, it's it's cool. a madness. You know what we do here. Yeah, and I mean you gotta remember as well, some of those fights are in the same cards as well, which is what making this which is what's making this year even better. You know, for example, um Justin Gaethje Raphael Fazeev is on the Leon Edwards cup. That's the co-main to Leon Edwards Kamaru Usman. 
which is crazy. I mean, if the tickets weren't such of a robbery, I would go over and watch it myself. But Ticketmaster, screw you. I'm not paying your prices. Anyway, um, you know, the quality of the fights that have already been announced this year, like Jack said at the beginning, is just phenomenal. It really, really is. You know, we have John Jones finally coming back. I never thought I would see the day. I'm not going to lie. I did not think I would see him again. We are going to, I mean, unless he stays, as long as he stays out of Las Vegas and out of trouble, we will see John Jones again. We just have so many good fights. We have so many good fights, and it's the first quarter of this year. What's International Fight Week going to be like? How good is that going to be? Are we going to see another lightweight title fight? Are we going to see maybe a heavyweight title fight? Who knows, but I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. So, um... I feel like the news kind of just gets more and more exciting, right? That was the biggest fight news that was announced. But now we get into some potentially even crazier news that kind of came out of nowhere this past week and developed into being official a couple days ago. Conor McGregor is going to be official for a head coach for the Ultimate Fighter. I think this is amazing. Uh, Hunter, what do you think about this news? I'm really excited. I cannot wait. I think this is the perfect way to incorporate Conor in the UFC right now. You know, he's on a losing streak. So what better to do than just put him in front of the cameras and don't let him fight, you know, until like the end of the year. Right. Yeah. So I think this is a fantastic idea. Um, you know, there's still rumors on who it's going to be coached against. We know now it's not going to be Tony Ferguson, um, but there's still others out there. It could be RDA, you know, it could be, we, we could get that Dos Anjos matchup that we've been wanting for a while. It could be Michael Chandler who wouldn't want to see a tough season with Michael Chandler there. Um, but honestly, any fun they pick in the lightweight division or even welterweight for that matter yeah. would be really, really excited because Con it's Conor McGregor. Everyone wants to see Conor McGregor and even more than that, they want to hear him talk. And he is the best talker you're going to see. And tough with him in Uriah Faber was probably my favorite season. So I cannot wait if they're going to put on a second one just like it. Oh boy, this is such great news. It, it It's the first time in about three years that I've been happy with Conor McGregor news, <laughs> honestly, I have to say. You know, I mean, Hunter kind of said it perfectly there. You know, one of the easily top three, top four best seasons ever of tough is Conor McGregor, Uriah Faber. Arguably number one. I would say if you were to poll a thousand UFC fans, at least half of them would put that as their number one. So that kind of speaks volumes in itself. And I guarantee that would be the result, by the way. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like Jack said, and I completely agree with you, Jack, if he's not going to fight, keep him involved in the UFC. You know, you know, obviously, The Ultimate Fighter is such a hit with reality TV. You know, people love it, and they love it for a reason, because it's good entertainment. And you see brilliant fighters coming through it as well. Put Conor McGregor on there, put him up against really anybody he's mouthed off against, and you've got hit network ratings, no question whatsoever. Personally, I'm really upset it wasn't Tony. Could you imagine the weigh-ins on that show? Tony coaching one of his students, the student asking for advice. Tony said, hold on, I'm talking, brother. You know, come on. You're telling me, like, wearing the sunglasses all the time while he's coaching in the Minari role? Uh, but anyway, anyway, imagine if it was Nate Diaz. Imagine if Nate was still, could you imagine Nate training them all to Stockton slapping that? Oh, too much, too much. But anyway, overall, it's great, great news. It's great for the UFC. It keeps Connor relevant as well. You know, he, I mean, truthfully, at this stage, he can't stay relevant by fighting because, like Hunter said, he's on a losing streak, so he can't stay relevant forever. 
but he can stay relevant by staying in the spotlight and coaching those fighters and having some success on the show, it makes too much sense not to do. And really, he's the kind of person who you can put anybody with, and he will elevate that show too. Like Uriah Faber, I mean, Uriah is probably not the biggest name you could have put in that season, but it worked brilliantly because Connor can agitate anybody and work with anybody. So overall, it's a no-brainer, brilliant decision if indeed it does happen, which I hope it does. And for the first time in about seven years, I'm looking forward to the Ultimate Fighter. No, exactly. No, I'm on board, guys. Like, uh, we've already said it. It's probably, I don't know if objectively it's the best season of the Ultimate Fighter fights-wise and and actual house drama-wise, but I think it's probably my personal favorite. I just love the banter between Connor and Ryan. Like, they're just standing in the hallway, and it's like python skin, you know? Stuff like that. And and the... um. Oh, what's his name? To, uh, we'll get into it later. Dillashaw but... coming around. Yes. Tony Garfran being oh, there. Oh, yeah. Jose Aldo. Aldo, yes, yeah. of course. So much. It, it was just a great season, and, and Connor made that. And this is perfect. It, it, another reason that I think this is good for Connor, right? It, it gives time. Maybe this is the International Fight Week fight they're going to book. I don't know. But it gives time, right, to do the season. And then also, because I do think he's been juicing for his movie role and everything, right? Let that you know, die down to where you don't test positive through the ultimate fighter, right? So you're going to stop doing it, and that's, that's where your body can readjust. Um, But yeah, guys, I'm so excited. For every single reason you guys said, I, I am pumped. I hate that Keelan just brought up Nate Diaz because if he was still on the UFC roster, oh, oh my goodness. I really, I, I'm upset thinking about that because that's that would be perfect, right, to complete the trilogy. And then you have the ultimate fighter leading up to it. Oh, my goodness. Which Nate was on. Oh, that would have been too cool. That would have been too cool. My personal favorite right now, now that Tony's out of the out of the question, I'd like to see Michael Chandler coach because Chandler also has some crazy exercises and he seems like a real team leader and everything like that. And the trash talk between those two would be like really entertaining. Plus, I think it's a fight that makes sense, right? Michael Chandler called out Connor. You know, it's a fight that I would want to see um, and it would sell. So that's what I want to see is the ultimate fighter. I mean, but really anybody, throw anybody in there with Connor. It's going to be entertaining. And the ultimate fighter needed it. I think ultimately, like we we were talking about uh, Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena, two phenomenal fighters, two phenomenal athletes with an interesting history. But to 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 do an ultimate fighter season around them, there's no real personality grab there. You want to have some sort of beef. You want to have even, you know, Stipe and DC are two of the greatest fighters to ever do it. But the ultimate fighter with them wasn't phenomenal the fights were great but the ultimate fire between them wasn't phenomenal because they're just too respectful they're two family dudes that are disrespectful the best ultimate fires have to have some sort of beef there right there's got to be some sort of excitement other than it just being a good fight and rampage. exactly and connor brings that and so not only is this a great decision and am i i'm excited for this I think the ultimate fighter needed this because if they had another coach thing where it was a dud and nobody watches it why do you have the Ultimate Fighter anymore? You have Daniel White Contender Series. You can just, you know, all the other things that are under Fight Pass, which are basically feeder organizations to the UFC. Like, there's no reason for the Ultimate Fighter. This gives a reason to watch the Ultimate Fighter. I am so excited for it. And for the first time in a while, I haven't watched the Ultimate Fighter in a long time. I'm going to be tuning into every episode. I'm going to be staying up late watching every episode. I am so excited for this, and the future's bright, I think. Guys, real quick, favorite yep. moment from McGregor favorite series? Ryan Hall. All of it. Yeah. Whenever, whenever he was fighting, <laughs> I love Ryan Hall. That's a, he's a he gets me every single time. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Jack, which, 
I won't repeat the quote, but I don't know if you remember the David Tamer thing where he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you better check your drawers. I'm gonna play. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty solid. That was that was a good that was a good moment. I'm gonna my throw kid... out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kula. No, I was just gonna say real quick. My favorite moment that stands out is when they're both sitting with Dana by the cage. Yeah. And Uriah asks where the where the ring girls are, and Connor says, "You should go over the card waving that chin." <laughs> <laughs> Love that moment. Love that moment. I'm gonna throw in one more name for the yeah. Ultimate Fighter season. What about Max Holloway? Oh, I mean, we have no idea what's happening with Max Holloway great. right now. Well, we don't he... know if he's going to... Oh, wait. Actually, yeah. Arnold Allen. He just got that no, fight. I like it, Arnold though. Allen. All I right, still like mind. it, though. There goes my dreams. So sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hunter. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, right, guys. what about Dustin? I don't want to see that. No. We know what happens. We know what happens. We know no, Dustin we've, wins. We've, we've seen that story we've, before. We've seen that chapter of the UFC. We know Dustin wins. Okay, so last bit of news, right? Outside the box here, right? So we've been getting I'm my excitement level's crazy right now. But um this is just an interesting thing. And I don't know what let's break this down a little bit, right? Real fast. Uh Prime, the energy drink by Logan Paul and KSI, is now the official sports drink of the UFC. Goodbye. Goodbye to body armor armor. Here comes Prime. Uh Hunter, what do you think about this announcement? I like it. Why not? <laughs> um Prime is hella good. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had a Keelan. I know you're making that fa- face, but Prime is a super good drink. I mean, it's, it's very tasty. I know he only hates it because it was made by Logan Paul and KSI, but <laughs> honestly, I, I don't mind. If they're going to pay the UFC money and they're talking about fighter pay, this is going to help towards fighter pay if they keep sponsoring the, the UFC. You know, that's putting more money towards the UFC so they could pay their athletes more. Is that going to happen? Maybe, probably not. Um, they'll probably find somewhere else to put the money. But um, honestly... I'm, I, I don't feel any really which way about it. The drink is pretty good, so I'm I'm down for it. Guys, no offense, but if you think the money from the state is going to the fighter, then you're inhaling a substance with a teaspoon and a lighter. That's all I'm going to say. Um, no, Hunter, I actually haven't had the chance to try Prime, and I'm going to tell you why. Not that I've been actively looking for it, but in my local Asda, which is essentially your Walmart, I go in there to do my thing, right, to get whatever I'm there for, and the store is raided by 14-year-old children every day looking for this drink, you know. But that's the power of social media influence. You know, this is the world we live in. We went into an alternate Good drink. It's not just social media influence. It it's tastes so- good, man. All right. Well, you <laughs> know what? you think they're it? <laughs> well, when I try it, when I try it, I'll be able to pass judgment. Until then, I'll trust your word for now, Hunter. You're my boy. If you say it's good, I trust your endorsement on that. They should have you endorsing it, actually. Hashtag Hunter Prime. Make that a thing. Anyway, as, as for the actual UFC, I'm a bit like Hunter. I don't really care either which way about it. Um, I mean, if you're KSI or Logan Paul, it's huge for you. Um, you know, to replace Body Armor, who've been a considerable length of time partner, that's big. I mean, I've gone from what I've been watching KSI since FIFA 13. So to go from unpacking players and rape faces and all that kind of stuff to an energy drink being sponsored, sponsoring Arsenal Football Club in the UFC, it's kind of crazy for me because I've, I've watched KSI for the longest time. But look, I mean, it's not going to affect the fighters, really, unless somehow they're getting a cut of this, which they're not. I'm going to guarantee that. But hey, look, in terms for the UFC, in terms of monetization, getting your name out there, brand growth, I think it's great for them. And I think it's mutually beneficial. Prime's going to sell out even more than it already is. The UFC are linked with a young, hip product. Marketing-wise, great. You know, more power to you, but it's not going to affect really anybody else, I think. So... 
as far as I'm concerned, life kind of goes on the way it was before. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. I think it's fun. I like it. I think it's fun. It's like, it's something to talk about, right? It's like, oh, by the way, I got to say, genius marketing and genius promoting yeah. from Logan Paul the other day because it got everyone talking. Right. Everyone's reporting on this. And we all knew, like, if you if you follow the UFC, you've seen Dana drinking prime. Like he's showing the logo drinking prime for like the past month or two. Um, so we knew what the we knew what the announcement was, but Logan Paul posted a video where it's Joe Rogan talking about him. It's like, oh, is he gonna fight in the UFC? Is he signing a deal? He showed a picture of him signing a contract. We all knew. <laughs> Look, we all knew, we all knew, but it, it got everybody talking. It was really fun. Um, and that's what I think this brings. I think it's just two people that like will also promote the sport further as well because i think right now as well with all the youtube boxing it's like the ufc and mma really mma in general but ufc specifically where boxing is more going down the fun youtube fights route ufc is now like okay we're the serious combat sports promotion right you come here to fight and to win championships and this is where we're the organized structure i think this is almost reinforcing that in a way that Logan Paul isn't signing to fight in the UFC. He's just sponsoring the UFC with his drink. Um, whereas all the craziness is happening in boxing, which more solidifies MMA as the sport where, okay, if you're going into combat sports nowadays, this is the serious sport, if that makes sense. Maybe it's not that serious. It's not that deep. It's just no, I think it's I a like good it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's fun. It gets people talking. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As always, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere. Literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and check out the website if you haven't already. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you, guys. See you on the next one.